KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Nothing epitomized the presidency of Donald Trump like his Twitter feed. Now, presidents taking advantage of one form of media or another is nothing new, but have we ever seen anything like we saw with Donald Trump and Twitter and other social media? Will we see it again? What does it mean to have Donald Trump currently deplatformed, not just for his future political hopes, but for Joe Biden's current ones? Fascinating topic, and to dig into it, we caught up with Dr. Matthew Kerbel. He is a professor of political science at Villanova University. Give this a listen. I'd like to start the the Twitter feed of Donald Trump during the time he was president. We've never have we ever seen anything like that? We we have never seen anything like that and I doubt we'll ever see anything like it again because it was a combination of the person and the moment. Donald Trump used Twitter in a way that no other political candidate or president could ever imagine using Twitter because Donald Trump said whatever he felt. He just put it out there. And politicians typically are a lot more cautious than that. They're very careful. They understand that what they say is going to be received differently by different groups of people. And typically they're concerned about that. But Donald Trump positioned himself as a candidate who, whose appeal, whose complete appeal, was that he was going to go into Washington and he was going to break it up. He was going to break things. That was the idea. And he was able to use Twitter to that effect. He has been deplatformed from Twitter and other places. Uh, I know a lot of places say permanently. We'll wait to see. But I have to admit, I am frankly surprised at how much different the social media landscape is without him on it. I mean, it's kind of quiet, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, you you kind of, I guess knew it in the abstract, but to actually see it, it's really quite an effect. Well, you know, he was president of the United States. It's the biggest platform in the world, and Twitter amplified that. So I think we were going to see some effect if he hadn't been deplatformed once he left office, but the combination of the two has really, really been dramatic. It, it really, things are quiet now. And, uh, and, you know, you can go for days at a time where, you know, he's in Florida and, you know, he's got his phone in his hand and he wants to be able to shout to the world what he's thinking. Uh, but without the platform, he can't do it. So as a consequence, uh, the rest of the world just goes on. Are you surprised there have been a couple of statements put out from, you know, his people on his behalf and stuff like that? I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen or heard from him directly, though. I mean, yes, he can't be on social media, but all it would take is a phone call and he could get any one of many new networks down there. And are, are you surprised by that? Not really, because the thing about Twitter is it's real time and it's constant. So we're used to hearing from Donald Trump 24-7. He'd tweet in the middle of the night. He'd tweet early in the morning. There was always something. And uh, there's no question as a former president, if he wanted to hold a press conference, he could do it. Reporters would show up. He was thinking about doing it. From what I read, he was talked out of doing that. He issued a statement instead uh, about uh, Mitch McConnell that read like a very long series of, of, of uh, Twitter rants. Um, but that's his medium. I and mean, basically, it's suited to his temperament and it's suited to the way uh, his many supporters have expected to hear from him over the years. So to have a press conference is... Um, you know, that's a traditional way for presidents or ex-presidents to communicate. Uh, but it doesn't have the same power. It doesn't have the same effect. 
and doesn't magnify his words as much. When we look back at how presidents have used the media, you know, obviously the tools that were available to them, you think about Franklin Roosevelt's fireside chats. I know Dwight Eisenhower had the the consistent press conferences. Uh, Where does the use of Donald Trump's Twitter fit in effectiveness, regardless of what you think of the policies or what was said on it, as far as presidential impact, where would you put it? I'd put it all the way up at the top. I would go so far as to say that it's hard to imagine a Trump presidency without Twitter. And it's hard to imagine a Trump candidacy without Twitter. I mean, do a little thought experiment. Uh, Think about how quiet things have been over the last few weeks. And now imagine that that was the case uh, five years ago when Trump was running the first time. Or imagine that was the case while he was in office. Uh, You probably can't do it because Twitter not only defined his presidential style, uh, but it really encapsulated his entire communications approach. And uh, you take that away, you shut that down. And, um, you know, he may still be screaming and he may still be angry. And he certainly still has opinions, but he doesn't have the platform to broadcast those opinions. And, you know, if we think about you wanted to talk about some other presidents and uh, uh, yeah, Eisenhower was terrible on Twitter, wasn't he? <laughs> Indeed, I, I unfollowed him a long yeah, time. Yeah, I did. I did. I did, too. I think, you know, it's just not worth it. You know, but you, you, want, you want to go back to what other presidents did. Um, the ones, the presidents that were effective uh, with, uh, with, with mass media communications typically had two things in common. They, they had access to a medium of communication that fit their style, that fit their leadership style, and they understood how to maximize that medium to, to, to great effect. So, uh, you, you know, you can go back to FDR and radio. FDR uh, was a master of radio in part because he was able to understand and appreciate the medium and get it to work for him. And it was a very friendly medium for him. He actually had a very good radio voice. Um, but it was more than that. He understood that radio offered a kind of, for lack of a better phrase, false intimacy with the public, that people would appreciate or feel like the president was coming into their homes through their radios. And he understood and had people who understood and could advise him on how to maximize that effect. So for instance, you know, we think about the, the, the Roosevelt fireside chats as being emblematic of the way he communicated, and I think that's fair, uh, but he didn't give many of them. Uh, remember, he was, he was in office uh, roughly 13 years. Uh, and he gave very few fireside chats over that period of time because one of the things he understood was overexposure on the radio was a problem. Uh, if the president started coming into your home too much, then people wouldn't want you there. Uh, for Donald Trump and Twitter, uh, it was really the exact opposite. Twitter, Twitter is about being there all the time. And you know, just like you know, we, joke, we joke about you know, former presidents using Twitter when it, it wasn't available to them, I don't know that a president like FDR would have been able to have communicated as effectively on Twitter, just like I doubt that Trump would have been able to communicate as effectively on radio. Uh, It just didn't play to their leadership, their respective leadership styles. I I think it's safe to say from the Joe Biden presidency, we will see a much more traditional use of social media. Um, Are there things you're looking for in ways that the Biden administration may be crafts messages and stuff like that they're never going to do what donald trump did but could you see them taking i don't know if lessons is the word but seeing how effective it was and trying to 
utilize it in a way that fits a more traditional presidency? Yeah, I think we're already starting to see it. I mean, if you look at the town hall from Wisconsin, uh, I think you're going to see a lot more uh, events like that uh, from Biden. I think you're going to see uh, more traditional outreach. Uh, his his press team holds availabilities every weekday. Uh, I would expect to see presidential press conferences come back into fashion, uh, and there'll be the more disciplined types of press conferences occasionally. Donald Trump would just sort of have the idea that he wanted to speak to the press. And, uh, you know, um, as they say on sitcoms, hilarity ensues. Basically, it wasn't really a, uh, a, a scripted or planned event uh, so much as it was sort of, a, a, you know, a set of uh, tweets in, in person in real time. So, I mean, I think what Biden wants to do is he wants to communicate uh, compassion. Uh, he wants to communicate competence. And he wants to turn down the temperatures. So, uh, you know, while he will use social media to reach people simply because that's where a lot of people are, he's not going to use social media the way that Donald Trump did uh, because his objectives are so different. And the medium really, uh, you know, if you use Twitter so effectively the way Trump did, uh, it turns up the temperature. And that's not what Biden wants to do. That being said, I can't imagine we're not going to see other politicians try to follow the Donald Trump playbook and utilize social media in that way. But I don't know. I feel like in a lot of ways, people talk about, you know, the next Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump was just a special case in the the way he constantly needed attention, but also he was a known name for 30 years. So the brand was there regardless of what you think of it. Uh, can you see anybody utilizing it to the effective level that we saw with Donald Trump with regards to trying to ascend to the presidency? I think people will try, but I don't think they're going to be successful for the reasons that you just gave. I think you made a couple of really excellent points. One is that Donald Trump was a known quantity. Uh, he was, uh, you know, as much as somebody who was known for his real estate background, uh, he was really a media celebrity. He was a reality television star. And most people knew him more from his apprentice brand than they did from uh, his real estate dealings in Atlantic City and New York. So uh, he had that built in. Uh, he understood mass media. He understood how to play to mass media. And, and I think this is really important. He was able to take the persona that he crafted over the years, largely on television, with him into his campaign and then into the White House. Uh, a, a more traditional politician or a politician operating in a moment that wasn't ripe for an outsider would probably have taken their media savvy and toned it way down and figured, you know, if I don't tone it down, I'm never going to be taken seriously. I'm just not going to be seen as a serious, credible candidate. And, and the reason that Donald Trump was a serious, credible candidate to so many people is precisely because he played to that persona that they were familiar with. So can anybody else do that? Uh, I doubt it. For one thing, I don't know that any other politician uh, is going to be as, uh, as fast and loose on social media as Trump was. I don't know that they have the latitude to do it. Uh, you know, I, I don't see Ted Cruz or Josh Hawley being that person who can act on Twitter the way, you know, um, the way Donald Trump could, the way, uh, you know, the way maybe, you know, some of us have relatives who do. 
you know, and, 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 and that is relatable. That's an extremely important thing because we get to choose who to follow. And we're going to follow people who are interesting. We're going to follow people who are entertaining. And in, in order to use Twitter to be interesting and to be entertaining, you have to be outlandish. Most politicians can't get away with that and be successful because it has to be their brand. If it isn't their brand, and if the moment doesn't resonate with that brand, it doesn't work. You and I are having a conversation January 2024. Is Donald Trump still deplatformed, or do you think uh, things will have loosened up for him, uh, and all of a sudden Twitter and other will say, well, he's not president anymore, and you know, maybe we should allow him back on. I know a lot, some of them said it was permanent. What do you think four years from now? Is he still deplatformed? Who knows what the social media environment is going to look like four years from now? Um, you know, who knows if there will be other platforms that we can't anticipate today uh, where he will function. Uh, I, 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 I think it's so tricky to try, to try to project that far into the future. There are so many moving parts, both in the media environment and with Donald Trump himself, uh, in terms of what awaits him now that he's out of office. We really can't know. We can speculate, but we really can't know. And uh, you know, I, I, I will make this prediction, though. I think if Donald Trump does not find a suitable platform like he had with Twitter, he, he, will, he will not be able to come back from that. An interesting aspect, we've talked about Donald Trump not being on Twitter from kind of through the prism of how it affects Donald Trump. How much does it help Joe Biden to not constantly have Donald Trump talking about what he should have done, why this is a mistake, why this stinks, why he's a terrible president and you missed out with Donald Trump? It just allows Joe Biden to do things that Joe Biden wants to do. Not that it would affect Biden himself, but his comms team, they don't, they're not constantly in a defensive posture. That's exactly right. I and mean, he's, he's got the field to himself. Uh, if you could just imagine, like you said, what the first few weeks of the Biden administration would have been like, or if you want to look forward, the first months of the Biden administration with Donald Trump there uh, at every single turn, criticizing Biden, playing up what he did, what Biden isn't doing, uh, you know, it would be an entirely different world. And then on top of that, you'd have to believe that mainstream reporters would pick up on those tweets and then ask Biden about them and ask Biden's press people about them. So then Donald Trump not only injects it into the story, but essentially becomes the story. Biden hasn't had to contend with any of that. And uh, I think actually he caught a tremendous break because of it. Uh, the fact that, that Donald Trump has been deplatformed at a time when Biden is trying to establish himself as the president and establish a new direction uh, for the country, uh, I think not having Donald Trump in the background uh, on Twitter uh, 24-7, uh, I think it's, it's, it more than just gives him latitude. It actually gives him an opportunity. And to that point, we talked about whether he'll ever be back, you know, allowed back on. You kind of pointed it out. It, the fact that he's not there during this critical period, these first, you know, talk about the first hundred days, but first three months, six months, when the Biden administration is taking root and really it, it just it will be different if he's back later on once th they have already established themselves. Oh, it, it will be completely different. Uh, you know, one of the things that it's, it's kind of strange to think, but 
politically in this country, we really do move on very quickly. Uh, you know, I mean, Biden's been president for a month. In our time, I think maybe time has a way of distorting during COVID, but uh, you know, that's not really a very long time. You know, a month ago, Donald Trump was still president uh, and he still had his platform. So we tend to move on. Circumstances change, conditions change. And you know, that's one of the reasons why it's not impossible, but it's very difficult to come back in American politics. Uh, and if you look at the people who've done it, like Richard Nixon, uh, it took him years and years to do it uh, after his defeat in 1960. So, uh, you know, it's, it, it, the, the, the tenor of things change, the agenda will change, people will, I think, start to get used to a new leadership style. And, um, and of course, we'll have new circumstances to deal with, uh, new problems to address. Uh, eventually, the Biden administration will have a record that it's going to need to defend. And uh, you know, any type of political comeback that Trump might be anticipating uh, would need to take place uh, against that backdrop. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.